tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends. Today's guest agrees that creative expression isn't just part of artistic professions. We can express our creativity in whatever job or whatever task or whatever hobby we're doing. She's also a content creator and a creative person. So she's going to share with us a lot of ideas on how to explore our own creativity, how to produce, how to research, how to write, how to look for new channels to express that creativity. It's going to be a fun discussion. My guest is Celine Chenoy. Hello, Mark. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Well, I'm talking to Celine from Dubai in the UAE. And Celine, your international experience, you've had a chance to live and work in a lot of different places. How does that contribute to your creativity? Oh, um, it contributes in so many ways. I mean, first of all, I've had the privilege of living, I mean, Obviously, I'm from Dubai, so I've, I've grown up here. And then I lived in, in the U.S. for about eight years. And then I was in Sweden. And in addition to that, I've had the opportunity to travel all over the world. And during those times, I have been able to interact with people from different countries, from different cultures, different ethnicities, different racial backgrounds. And because of that, I've I've been able to understand different perspectives and really take it in and figure out, first of all, where do I see myself on the whole broad spectrum of all these different backgrounds and worldviews? And what is it I can do to relate to these people? How can I build a kind of rapport with them? And that's what influences my work so much. Like, what can we do to really... um, be open and curious when we meet, when we meet people who are different from us that really informs my writing i think that's really important given the state of our world we really need to make that effort to understand each other and have that empathy to understand what our fellow human beings are going through and that really comes from broadening our, our horizons and being willing to befriend people from different parts of the world and you may not be able to travel to different places or live in different places, but you still can do that in your own town, in your own city. I'm sure that you have different kinds of people in your own town. And if not, you know, you can interact with them online. So I always say, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your social comfort zone and reach out to people who are different from you so that you can really see that there, there are so many ways to live in the, live in the world, to think in the world. And I believe that when you do this, your creativity really gets stimulated, you start to think differently. You stop being myopic and kind of Mm -hmm. stuck on your own way of doing things and seeing things. So I'm so glad you brought this up. Of course, you know, we're going to be talking about your work as a digital content creator. But as you're talking about travel, I I too have had the opportunity to travel to a lot of places. And you do think, well, I'm sure the museums or I'm sure the concerts or I'm sure the, you know, walks in different cities have stimulated the creativity. And yes, there's a lot of external inputs to that. But you're right. The memorable interactions are with the people. You know, the time you were in the coffee shop or the time you were on the train or the time you were on the ferry boat, you know, whatever the case is you do have a chance to interact with the people, don't you? 
Exactly. And you're, you're so right about that, Mark. It's those little conversations that you have, you know, with the, with the taxi driver in, in, in a city you just landed in or someone you're, you're sitting on a plane who's sitting next to you on a plane, right? It's just all of it, all of it makes a huge difference. Like every single encounter matters mm-hmm. and adds to you as a person. And Celine, I, I've read you have blogs, you have podcasts, you have videos. I mean, to, to say that you're a digital content creator, a lot of people think, well, good, she's written some articles. But you've really explored a lot of different mediums and channels to express this creativity. What, what uh, about these different channels, I guess, stimulates you to share these messages in so many different ways? Oh, that's a good question, Mark. Well, um, I... I always like to experiment and see what are different ways that I can express my message or inform people about different um, aspects of the world. And I believe that people take in information differently. You know, there are some people who are readers who like to read long form content. And there are some people who like videos. There are some people who like audio. So I want to make sure I reach, reach out to everybody and, and you know, their media diet, not be something that limits me, that prevents me from being able to, um, to convey this information. So I want to make sure that I, people are able to access everything that I create through different ways. So I try to make that available. And I guess it's fun for me. I love, I love creating content and I've gotten better at it. I mean, in the beginning, I was very mediocre. I was not that great, (laughs) but, you know, over the course of time, I took, I I took some classes, I did some courses and I practiced, I practiced and I, I think I'm pretty good now, but still there's room for improvement. Well, always. But when I look across the, some of the topics, you know, IT and technology, but also lifestyle and wellness, beauty, retail, publishing, would you find yourself applying many of the same skills and techniques, regardless of the topic? I mean, is there a protocol and a process you use, no matter what the subject matter? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it always helps if you have, you are familiar with what you're creating with the content that you're creating, if you have some level of knowledge, it makes it easier. Um, but you're right, Mark, it all, it, no matter what the topic is, it you are following the same protocol, the same kind of steps. I mean, first of all, it, it, it inv- if you, depends on how much you know about the topic, the, the less you know, the more research you need to do, right? And I mean, after, re, after the research, you got to figure out, okay, how can I craft this material in a way that people would resonate with? What would, what would make it palatable for them? What would make it interesting for them? And that requires you to understand who your readers are, who, who's consuming your content. Whenever I'm creating a piece, I always think about, okay, what is what is my intention in writing this? What is it that I want people to take away from this piece? And that informs the approach that I take and the angle that I take on the topic. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're not writing in a diary. You're actually putting out information that people are going to consume. And you got to make sure that they're going to consume it and that they're going to, they're going to like it. That's the only way that you're going to build a readership make people actually like like you as, as, a, as a personality, as a brand. And I think the practical nature of our podcast, sometimes you know, we, we want to speak to the listeners with the craft 
of the writing and the content creation. And sometimes it's like a little overwhelming to think of all the places your work could be published, but how do you begin to really research those channels and get involved in those channels and pitch your work? What works for you? So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're asking how do I find the best avenues to publish my work? Yes, the best platforms or the best the media. Best. You know, uh, you're, you're publishing for a lot of other publications or blogs mm-hmm. or websites. Are they coming to you to commission those articles or are you pitching those articles to them? I would say it's a mix of both. But when I pitch, I usually look at who are their readership, like who, who like, and what kind of material articles do they currently have on their website? Um, and is, and w- am I capable of putting something together that would add value to their publication? Because at the end of the day, they're going to be like, what's in it for me? Um, and you got to convince them that um, your, your content has value and it's something that your audience would appreciate. Um, that's what you have to really, you, I mean, you're selling it. You have to sell it to them, right? So you got to really accentuate the reasons why you think your um, your article would be perfect for their publications. You obviously want to target those publications that uh, that fall under your niche or niche, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you want to make sure that they have the readership that you want to attract to your platform. And that usually involves, you know, good old fashioned Google searches. There are a lot of directories out there. And, you know, over time, you get familiar with the main blogs, the content platforms that are in your field, the more research that you do. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And and really, your content ranges from, I'd say, long form articles, if I could use that term, you know, that really is kind of deep and and in depth to very short in-app bullet points, you know, get to the point kind of articles. That's quite a range to cover style-wise. Yeah. um, I would say I'm more inclined to write long form because that feels, because I have a lot to say and I want to make sure (laughs) I cover, I cover every single thing. You know, I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist that way. I'm like, I don't want to miss out on anything. In fact, editing takes me longer than writing you know, because I have to like kill my darlings, so to speak. I'm like, oh no, this is like already 2,500 right. words. That People was my not- favorite paragraph. I can't take that out. Yeah. I can, yeah, I know. And that's sometimes really hard, but I'm like, you know, people are not going to read all of this stuff. I mean, people have very short attention spans when they're reading online. You got to like make it scannable. You got to make it bite-sized as much as possible. So I really have to push myself to to cut down on what I write sometimes. I mean, even in journalism school, my professors or our instructors used to be like, you write too much. You know, <laughs> that was something I oh, they always told me. And I'm like, okay, I need to learn the art of cutting down and editing and making it more reader friendly, mm. you know? We were talking about with travel, the cross-cultural kind of, I guess, inspiration, but also now let's turn it the other way. You're writing for readers in different countries and different cultures. Or for example, Mm -hmm. you might be translating a Scandinavian brand to a US audience or vice versa. What are some of the considerations for you when you sit down to write for different readers in different places? I try not to use too much of jargon. I try not to use too many terms that are very specific to certain cultures. But I have to say that most of my readers are from the United States. Mm. 
um, and they're from Canada and Australia, South Africa. So these are people who are, you know, familiar with the language that I use, but I tend to stick with American English. That's, that's what I tend to use. I follow AP style. Like I said, I try to make it as culturally neutral as possible because I want it to reach everybody. And even I, I work for a Scandinavian publication, even there I'm writing for an American audience. They mm-hmm. tell me use American English, like make sure you use the lingo, you know, they have to, uh, to make sure that they can, they can um, relate to whatever I'm writing to, to, to consume what I'm writing. So that's what I keep in mind. I, I try to keep it as neutral as possible as far as the writing is concerned. And I try to use examples and anecdotes that everyone can can understand. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have a, a terrific blog and a podcast called The Dream Catcher, where That's you right. really explore this idea of, uh, yes, creative inspiration, but also feeding the creative soul, as it were. Yes. Tell us about sort of the topics or the, you know, what you're exploring in that uh, channel. Well, most, most of it, the core topics that I cover are like personal development and spirituality, but I also get people who, to talk about, you know, relationships, cultural issues, social issues. Sometimes I get people talking about history, philosophy. I don't like to limit myself. I like to add variety, but at the same time, I try to stick with the core topics because that's what I know my, my listeners they appreciate those the most. So I try to stick with that. But at the same time, I like to throw in, uh, you know, a few different types of themes and topics once in a while. I just think that's important because I feel that having a kind of panoramic perspective, again, it stimulates your creativity. When you can look at things from different viewpoints, you can really broaden your horizons. And I think that is an essential aspect of, of being a creative person. And that's why I, I try to keep it as broad as possible whenever I can. Yeah. It's interesting you say that you explore not only maybe their creative process, but things like relationships. And I mean, yeah. all of these other things that do create uh, contribute to the creative spirit. It does. Yes, it does. And, yeah. And what sort of guests are you hoping to continue to attract? Well, I do have some in my wish list. <laughs> do you want me to name them? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm not you never them know. Away. <laughs> Somebody somewhere knows them. <laughs> I, I work with a lot of um, publishing houses and I have been able to build a pretty robust network mm-hmm. who I that I tap into when I am trying to find guests. But as a podcaster, you got to have a thick skin because sometimes a lot of the times you do get rejected, especially in the earlier stages, because I like to aim high. I always set my, I set my heights. I, I set the bar really high. So I, I do get rejected a lot and it hurts. But as I've built my listenership, that doesn't happen so much. The goal is to get some pretty high quality, high caliber guests. And, and I'm definitely working towards that. But, you know, if you're someone who's considering doing an interview style podcast and you want to get top, top tier guests, then be prepared for that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think that's true of, you know, writers of any kind, but, you know, podcasters yeah. for sure, because yeah. uh, there is a certain, yes, uh, ego factor that, you know, don't they know? Oh, yeah. It, it's hard. So cool. But you, you got to have a thick skin as yeah. a creative person. You got to have a thick skin because it, it can be hard because I believe creativity is an act of courage, right? You're putting your work out there and you never know how people are going to respond. 
you definitely don't want to hear crickets when you right. publish your stuff. Where are they? <laughs> where are they? It's like, you know, I worked so hard on this. But yeah, you you just got to do it because you love it. You just but you bring up a good point, and that is we we've raised it in the context of podcasting. But like yeah. we said at the outset, you know, our creative yeah. expressions can range the gamut. So it's the same for a painter who wants to get their work in a great gallery, and somehow they yeah. you know they're not let in, or you know, a writer who wants to interview a you know Broadway star but can't get access, whatever the case is. And so I think. Like you said, there's a thick skin, but isn't there also, what would you say, the creativity or the persistence in pursuing the people that you want to work with? Yeah, you got to get creative about how you reach these people. I mean, there is a lot of people don't talk about this, but there is also a very strong sales component when you're a creative person. You got to, it's not just enough to create the material, you have to sell it, whether you're selling it to, um, you know, publishers or you're selling it to, to people who are, to your audience, you got to find a way to 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 convince them that this is worthy. Um, and in our and right now, the online world is so saturated. It's so saturated. There's so much information out there. And if you don't know how to make your material stand out and be different, you're probably going to get lost in it. Good advice. Um, yeah. And you got. And the thing is, you got to keep coming back again and again. You got to keep keep abreast of what is going on out there um, in, in the content world, who your competitors are, what are they up to? Because if you don't, if you don't do that, then you're going to drown. Mm-hmm. You're going to drown. Well, Celine, and I, I is... hate to put it that way, but that's the truth. No, I mean, we got to have a reality <laughs> check here. You know, it is a reality uh, check. It's as not, everybody it's... says, oh, that Mark, he's a fun guy. He laughs. At, well, you, you know, you forget yeah. what's behind the scenes. You got to hustle. As they talk you got to hustle. The, the under the water, the duck paddling. <laughs> Keep you moving. you gotta hustle if yeah. you're if you're in the content world you gotta do it you're not gonna become an influencer overnight it's gonna take work yeah there you go and strategy so well Celine what a wonderful conversation what are you working on these days and what what's ahead for you you know I Mark I'm just taking everything to the next level um, I'm just kind of um, I'm kind of opening the door for guest writers on my blog so if anyone's interested please get in touch with me. Yeah, I'm just going to take everything to the next level. I'm going to start working on my my next book um, in the middle of this year sometime. I still have some things to take care of before that, because, you know, when you're writing a book, you really need to get in the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, I want to make sure I can get I, I'm, I'm the right frame of mind when I do that. Yeah, terrific. Well, we're yeah. going to put all your connections in the show notes. But for now, Thank how you. can we get in touch with you and uh, learn more about your work? My personal website is selineshenoy.com. Um, on that website, you'll find a link to my blog, The Dreamcatcher blog, to my podcast, and also to my uh, my portfolio, my writer's portfolio. So if you want to work with me, you know, for copywriting, for content creation, you can go there. Well, yeah. my guest has been Celine Shinoy from Dubai. Celine, what a wonderful conversation. I've enjoyed talking with you so much. Mark, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thanks for the creative inspiration and a a little bit of the sobering reality, but mainly (laughs) the spark to say, get the work done, but also get out there and sell it. Got to do both. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, listeners, just the kind of advice and uh, experience we want to bring you, not just people who, you know, have ideas and talk about them, but the people doing the work like Celine. 
So come back again next time. We'll talk to creative practitioners all over the world about how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they get the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. So until then, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. See you soon. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliQ Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.